Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's Monday, so let's continue with the Game of Thrones rewrite. Welcome to the newest episode of SDW. Super Dario World! It's a me, Dario. Woohoo! I am dead, dead tired, dude. I'm super tired. It's uh, I had a busy, busy weekend. Pretty much was all work, all work and no play, and I'm dead. So this one is probably gonna be a short one. I don't know. Uh, just get, let me give you a quick reminder before I start that. You can find the podcast in the iHeartRadio app. Just type in the show percent, Super Dire World. You'll find it right there. Or you can find it on SoundCloud, SoundCloud, eh, SoundCloud, <laughs> iTunes, and YouTube. Just type in Super Dire World Podcast. You'll find it right there. Uh, you can also contact me anytime you want at Dire the Show on Instagram. Comments, questions, or suggestions. Easiest way for you to contact me there. Uh, I mean, easiest way for you to contact me is through there. I'm having a freaking aneurysm, man. Damn it. I need, I need some sleep. Uh, anyway, also, I loaded my review of the Detective Pikachu, well, Pokemon Detective Pikachu Blu-ray. It was actually a lot of fun. They have a lot of fun little tidbits there that make me, that honestly, it made me enjoy the movie more. It made me respect the just, just the Smith's performance a little bit more because <laughs> dude had to act with nothing there. And I mean, I already knew that, but uh, there are certain things that I thought there were he, where he had cues helping him. He didn't, so... Uh, I I got I had a lot more respect for the filmmakers. Now I still have issues with the story, but anyway, if you want to check out my full review, you can find it at reviewnation.net. Uh, I did not do a video for this one because I'd already broken down a po- broken it down a podcast. So uh, I just loaded the podcast there. If you want to check that out, let me know what you think. But okay, I think that's everything I need to get out of the way. Yep. All right, that's it. Let's continue with the Game of Thrones rewrite. <laughs> All right, so uh, I'm going to continue doing pretty much what I started last week, which is kind of do it chapter by chapter. Now, I'm, now, in the books, this is how it works. You go through a chapter of one character's point of view. You don't go into the head, but it's pretty much you're following one character around. Here, I'm going to kind of break it down into houses just so that we can cover a little bit more time. Also, I have the advantage of since I'm not writing it down, I can I can spread out a little bit. So... Last time I I did the Greyjoys, uh, for those of you who don't remember, uh, Yara made a play on Pike, which is, you know, the the house, the seat of the Greyjoys, and she called it Kingsmoot, uh, because since since Theon was not a part of the last Kingsmoot, legally he still had a right to be a part of this one, and it was a way for it to steal, to steal Euron's crown and force Euron to go back to the Iron Islands to stop helping Daenerys. Pretty much screwing over her plans of going directly into King's Landing and winning the war with one fell soup, right? Anyway, that was Yara's play. And also, this play was uh, incited via Littlefinger, who had control of Theon and who had exchanged letters with Yara, set up the plan. So Theon is on his way to Pike. Euron is on his way to Pike. 
and uh, little fingers in Dragonstone collecting Dragonglass, right? That's kind of how that is. Oh, and Yara's in Pike. That's 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 how that chapter worked. Now this chapter, I'm going to focus on the Starks a little bit because I I kind of well, or actually the Starks that I have not actually paid that much attention to, which is the girls. Now, for those of you who remember, Tyrion sent a letter to Sansa and to Jon saying that he was not responsible for the dagger that tried to kill Bran. Now, and and he used Varys also sent them a separate letter confirming this information, uh, saying that Littlefinger was the one who told Ned and Caitlin that it was um, that the dagger that was used to try to kill Bran belonged to him and that he lost it in a bet with Tyrion. So it was most likely Tyrion, the one who sent uh, the cat's paw to kill Bran. So uh, Tyrion was basically confirming, yeah, that was not my dagger. And uh, that was also, uh, and it was confirmed by Varys that, that Littlefinger did say that. So it was kind of trying to throw a wrench in the middle of Littlefinger's relationship with the Starks. Now, Jon Snow got that letter, and and Sansa got that letter. They both got a letter from both of them. And Sansa afterwards communicated with Jon, like, oh, what are we supposed to do with this? And uh, our, what what are we supposed to do with, with Lord Littlefinger? What, how are we supposed to take this information? Jon's answer to that pretty much was, I do not give a fuck. The past does not matter. Jon is solely focused on... On taking down the Night King, the threat of the North, the threat of the Night of the, of the Night King, the, the threat of the White Walkers. That's what all his focus on. Anything else from the past, he doesn't care. He'll take anybody and everybody there to help because he knows what he's facing. So his answer, legit, is, "I don't give a fuck," and you shouldn't give a fuck either. Now Sansa, on the other hand, she is still thinking about the game. After the battle, like she's considering, okay, this is what could happen if we win, and what are the consequences of that? She's assuming they're gonna win, and because uh, she's or either she's hopeful or she's optimistic or naive. Anyway, so she's still thinking of the possibilities. Okay, no, well, we've given so much power to Lord Baelish. Well, how are we supposed to, you know, counteract that afterwards? We're just gonna be his pawns, and he may have killed our parents. So doubts seep in, but at the same time. She lived with Tyrion. She knows how cunning he is. She knows that, oh, this could just be like a trap because we're on different sides. She knows that, I mean, if he was willing to betray his, his brother and sister, why wouldn't he just betray her, who, who, who he should have issues with? So she's wary on both sides, but decides, you know what? It's time that we start cementing uh, the North as independent so that we don't really rely on anybody else. So uh, basically, she decides to continue... Ned Stark's original plan. Now, Ned Stark had a plan that it was mentioned as a dream for spring. Like, he had a dream. Basically, it's, it's a dream for... In the world of A Song of Ice and Fire, winters can last a generation, right? And so there's a patch of land, right, uh, that belongs to the Night's Watch called the New Gift, which basically a king gave the Night's Watch a whole bunch of land because of the service they did to the kingdom. And uh, this land... It's pretty much abandoned because the Night's Watch is not that it's not that large. And so Ned Stark, along with Benjamin Stark, his brother, their plan was, okay, we'll repopulate that area, we'll have more food, it'll it'll be more they will instead of paying tribute to, to Winterfell, they'll just pay tribute to, to the Night's Watch and all that stuff, but they'll still be lords of the land. And so they they 
it, w- it would be beneficial to both sides, right? Because they would have more population on the north and uh, they would have more resources, more food and all the stuff like that. So, uh, but Ned Stark always said that that was a dream for spring because during winter, nobody would want to move into the north. You need to wait a little bit. And so Sansa decides, you know what? Let's kind of implement that. And so she starts sending out letters to lords of lesser houses saying pretty much like, hey, if you come here and help us in the battle to come, which may or may not happen. That's, well, she doesn't say that. Uh, we're, like, we're in the middle of, the, uh, of a battle, uh, of a war, of a threat coming from the north. If you come here and help us, these lands will be given to you. Now, if you're a major lord or if you're an heir, you'd probably be like, fuck that, I already got this, and it's it's not even cold. I'm, I'm here in fucking, I don't know, Dorn. It's not cold. I'm here in the Reach, and it's not cold. Screw that. But if you are, let's say, a landed knight or the fourth son of a lord that you know you're going to get nothing, it might you might be like, you know what? That doesn't sound like half bad of a deal. Just to go out there and battle something that, for them... Uh, the White Walkers are just, you know, the creatures of, of like, scary, like, like fairy tales. They, they don't believe that they're real. Like, imagine if right now somebody told you, hey, yeah, we're going to go fight vampires. You'd be like, yeah, sure, guy. Yeah. And you'll pay me with land? All right. Cool. I'll be a lord? All right. And all I have to do is go fight vampires? Sure. So she's trying to get people from, uh, from all across Westeros, lords, to bring at least, a, even if it's just them, just to bring some kind of uh, of numbers up to the north, so a they they can they have so, uh, people who have a certain amount of stake in the north to defend it, and um, and also you know capable hands of defending it if the if the White Walkers come. Now she knows she's not she's not gonna get that many, particularly because it's winter, but anything helps, and it also lessens um, it 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 has a it adds a whole bunch of lords who will be loyal to her and to John. So they're not just dependent on the Veil Lords that are there. Does that make sense? Because the Veil Lords are a part of Littlefinger's forces. So that's her plan to strengthen herself up and to weaken Littlefinger at the same time. But she can still play it off like, I'm just recruiting forces, bro. I'm just recruiting forces. We need them against the zombies. So that's her play. Now, on the other side, uh, we got Arya. If you guys remember, last time we saw Arya... Arya was in King's Landing, specifically in the Red Keep, and she was trying to figure out a way to take out Cersei. Now, Cersei is not an easy person to take out because usually kings have tasters, meaning that somebody tastes their food to make sure it's not poisoned and all that stuff, and, uh, well, royalty in general, and she's always being guarded by the mountain. So, in my, my version of Arya, I said she's reasonably skilled, she's sneaky, but she's not a fucking ninja, okay? She's not a badass assassin. She won't be able to take out down the fucking mountain. So she's been trying to figure out, like, find an opening, find a way. And while she was doing that, that's when Littlefinger and Theon and Davos stopped by. And she learned a, a tidbit of information, whereas that Cersei was not responsible for Ned Stark's death. Now, it, it basically, the conversation, if you guys don't remember pretty much, and this is... This is why Littlefinger thought that it, it would be possible to create a peace between Jon Snow and Cersei. Because leader, they really don't really have any beef. The only beef that they could have would be the death of Ned Stark. However, Cersei wanted Ned Stark to live, and she wanted Ned Stark to be 
at the wall. That was her plan. Ned Stark at the wall, she would have been perfect. No war would have happened. Everything would have been peaceful. And you know what? Jon Snow would have grown up with his dad. So it would have been a win-win for both, from both of their perspectives. What really happened was that uh, Joffrey went rogue, and he decided to kill Ned Stark. Now, you can argue why he did it. I won't get into that right now. But he killed Ned Stark, and then a whole bunch of shit happened. So Littlefinger was, in a way, able to smooth things over enough with Sansa. and Because Cersei was a total bitch with Sansa, right? Total bitch with Sansa. But she never really harmed her. The, her, her personal demon, her personal monster was Joffrey. Joffrey's dead. And for Cersei... She doesn't know if Sansa tried to kill, uh, if if Sansa was responsible for, for Joffrey's death. But at this point, it is more convenient to let that one go, and also because she, she blames Tyrion for it. And there's also a theory that it's possible that Cersei may have actually been the one who killed Joffrey. It's unknown. It's unclear. The point is, um, she 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 can see the benefit, the pragmatic enough benefit of leaving Sansa alone for a little bit, not not letting revenge take over because there's a fucking dragon nearby. So they managed to find that tentative peace. And the only thing that it costs her is letting go of a little bit of hate, which she still doesn't know if it's justified or not, and a little bit of dragon glass that's meaningless to her. So that's how that peace came to be. And so Arya was a part of this. Well, she she was sneaking around and she got to overhear this conversation. She was like, wait, I was there. What actually happened? Was it Cersei's fault or whose fault was it? And so she decided, since she did not have enough information and she was still didn't find the exact opening to kill Cersei, she's just been kind of hanging around, gathering intel, seeing what's what, and also interacting with people in the castle. Now, while she's interacting with people in the castle, there's one thing that's very clear. Everybody is deathly afraid of the dragon queen that came and it's at the south and is probably uh, and listening to soldiers listening to advisors they, they're all terrified that the dragon is going to come by and burn the castle to the ground pretty much like that's the thing that's going to happen and so uh, as Arya spends more time in the castle she befriends few people and you know how fear can be contagious instead of having an anger and hatred for Cersei because now she's not sure of her feelings. She's actually beginning becoming a little bit more fearful of the Dragon Queen and who's going to come here and kill the people that she just met, her friends, the good people that just work in the castle and just want to pay their bills and just go, you know, go uh, feed their families and all that stuff, take care of their families, and then go home at the end of the night, tuck their kids in a bed. So, so, uh, so Arya's unsure of what, what her next move should be. Because she wants to kill Cersei. However, she does realize that killing Cersei at that moment would be an extremely bad move, not just for the for King's Landing, not just for them, because it would throw everything in disarray. Right now, the problem is that there's no real king. And the line of succession is already a big fucking issue, and Cersei's been trying to... I, like I mentioned before, Cersei's been trying to Penelope her way, uh, but that's a reference to the Ulysses. She's trying to keep suitors interested but it's still at the same time keeping at bay because she's not sure exactly what the best move for her is at that moment also because she doesn't really want anybody so she gets to see Cersei going through this whole song and dance she gets to see Cer- a, a more human side of Cersei Cersei being tired Cersei being um, 
unsure what to do. Cersei being scared. Cersei confiding to Jaime certain things. Again, Arya, very sneaky. She's capable of witnessing all that stuff without being noticed. Um, and so she gets to be a, she gets to be a part of a conversation where Cersei and Jamie are talking strategy. Like, what should we do? Like, we have an army. Uh, Cersei's all paranoid, right? She's like, all right, we have an f- army in the south, the fucking dragon, and there's an and now what have we done? She's beginning to second guess her deal with Littlefinger. What have we done? Like, we just let the North amass another army. There's rumors of Jon Snow becoming a king, a god, like a godlike figure. The stupid pedestrian, the stupid people are treating him like a god. They think he's a god. They're going out there to help him. Uh, Sans is trying to poach our, some of our some of our soldiers. Uh, what what are we? What did we do? We we should just strike them now. And Jamie's pretty much like we can't. We can't fight a war at two fronts, especially if one of the fronts has a fucking dragon. Also, the from all the information that Cry- Quyburn has given us, the North is legitimately facing a threat from the North. So they, they're not amassing an army to come here. And even if they did, traveling th- across the North through winter would be very, very inconvenient for them. And they would have more than enough notice. So... It, it would just be, it's she's just being paranoid. They should just stick to the plan that they have at hand, which means stopping the Dragon Queen, who's the person who's openly saying, hey, you know what? I want to kill you. So that's the immediate threat right now. Afterwards, they'll deal with the North in whatever way they want, and he doesn't think that they'll have to. Jamie met met John, and from what he got, he, he pretty much was like, all right, that's Ned Stark's kid, pretty much. So he believes that he will be true to his word. He'll be honorable. And so he's giving him the benefit of the doubt so far, as long as they don't give him any reason not to. Now, he doesn't trust Littlefinger, but for the moment, Littlefinger saved them from uh, from the Iron Fleet. Like That move he did completely crippled, well, not completely crippled, but extremely, ex- it was extremely hurtful to Daenerys' forces because now she can't move her army quickly uh, to a position where they can just attack King's Landing directly. She could still attack him with the dragon, but it would be by herself. And they got scorpions and ballistas there, which uh, would deter a daytime attack. At least it would not be a convenient one. So he he, it looks like they're they're on their side at least for now. Like they can all understand that the big danger here when the Targaryens came to conquer Westeros, they burned pretty much everybody except the North because the North bent the knee. Because the North was like, dude, those dudes just got burned alive. Fuck that. So, <laughs> Jamie thinks that the worst case scenario here, worst case scenario, is that the, the North will just be like, alright, we'll bend the knee again. Fuck it. I mean, they, they currently don't have a king. Let me remind you, Jon Snow is not the king in this version because Jon Snow is not an idiot. He doesn't give a fuck if he's a king or not. He doesn't give a fuck about titles. He just wants to go back to the wall and defend against the Night King. That's his deal. That's his deal. He doesn't care. He even says it on the fucking show, right? Like, it does. titles don't even matter. Nothing matters. All that matters is if we stop the dead. Anyway, so so he believes that worst case scenario, the, the, the North would just bend the knee to the... To the that, that's their strategy. That they're just going to sit it out. And if the, if, the dragon, if the dragon queen wins, they'll bend the knee. If the Lannisters win, then that might be a different story. However... That would be a story for another day. They could live to fight another day. 
and the north is far away enough and it's secluded enough and it doesn't have that that many people for them to actually consider it a real threat. The thorts, the, the North's pretty much isolationist. They don't give a fuck. If they don't have a reason to leave the North, they'll just stay there. And so he thinks that the best strategy is just to let it go for now and probably forever. But as long as they don't give him a reason to, they shouldn't take it. And now this puts Ari in a very interesting position because she has to consider if she takes out Cersei, does that mean that the Dragon Queen will turn her sights to every other kingdom and that's currently in an open rebellion, which could technically include the North. And remember, from <laughs> Arya sitting in the belly of the beast, every single thing she hears from Daenerys is horrifying. Horrifying. So she has to think, all right, if I get this enemy out of the way, what's stopping this crazy dragon queen that's planning on burning down the entire fucking city and killing all of us and killing all these good people, including the horrible Cersei, from just turning north and deciding to do the same thing just to prove that she can, just to put everything, um, just to put uh, calm everybody down. She's coming in with a horde of barbarians, a bunch of wild, uh, a bunch of wild uh, Dothrakis who can't be controlled. She's coming in with Unsullied, which are basically terrifying robot soldiers. So she's building up an idea in her head of who Daenerys is, and it scares her more than Cersei does. And also part of, so a, a part of her mind is, you know what, let's just let them duke it out between themselves. I need to go with my family. So at that point, she's like, I want to kill Cersei, but I think that the best option here is just to use her as a shield for the North. Because even if Cersei doesn't win, uh, she hopefully will weaken enough the Dragon Queen so so that she will not think of going after the North. So also another thing that she has to consider is that if she kills Cersei, there's a chance that she might get caught, right? And if they catch a Stark having killed the Queen, uh, the Queen of the Seven Kingdoms, that means that the wrath of, of the rest of the Lannisters will be on the Starks. All of them. They won't just stop with her. So, so far, they're in a ceasefire. Arya could be the one who instigates this. And now this is part of the things that she learned from the House of the of Black and White. She kind of learned to think a little bit more strategically. She wasn't just a hot emotional hothead. She started to learn a little bit more. She, she learned patience. Patience is a big thin thing, especially for an assassin. So, remember, if you're going to be an assassin, you need to be patient. And so... Via patient, she learned all this other stuff. And so she decides, you know what? I need to go with my family. Cersei's going to get hers. And if she doesn't, then I can come back. I already know I already know my way around here. I know that I can get... As, at least I know how far I can get. And then it's just a matter of being patient and finding my, my opportunity, which should there should there it should present itself, especially once you're done with war. But so far, everything that she's seen is indicated, you know what, I have to let this one go for now. She still wants to kill her, but for now, she's letting it lie, right? She's got bigger fish to fry. And so, she turns her sights on the north and decides to leave King's Landing with an unbloody blade. So that's it. That's where I'm going to start. I'm going to stop for today uh, with just, just the Stark girls. Next episode, I'm not sure what I'm going to do, but I think that's a good place to start. Um, as always, any comments, questions, or suggestions, you can find me at Dario the Show on Instagram. Um, thank you for listening, and I'll see you again tomorrow.
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.